What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 89 of the Around the Crease podcast, the show that brings you highlights and news from boys high school across around the country. I'm Mike Loveday, founder of LaxRecords.com. Let's get into this week's show. What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is a little bit of an impromptu episode of This Week in Lacrosse. Um, and mostly, you can probably figure out, it's because of what's going on in the world of high school lacrosse. Obviously, we're all just kind of in a holding pattern. Um, I keep, kind of like to keep referring to it as a as a rain delay, uh, because I think we're all hoping that it actually isn't the end of the high school lacrosse season, but we, we don't know when this is actually going to end. And... Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to get too dark <laughs> because it's obviously easy to at this point in time. But uh, what I want to do is I want to bring with you guys uh, a story that was shared with me. Um, this one hit pretty close to my heart. Um, this week we're going to do uh, an interview with Gabe Smith. He's a senior at J.H. Rose. It's in Greenville, North Carolina. And we're talking with Gabe this week because he has a pretty special story to share with us. Now, Gabe picked up the game of lacrosse at the age of seven, all because a family friend named Pete Quinlan gave him a lacrosse stick. That is how he was introduced to the game. That is what brought him um, love. He shares a story, which you guys will hear from from his own words, of you know playing a catch in the backyard with his dad, who started out with a, a baseball glove so he could play catch and, and throw with his son with a lacrosse stick. Um, and obviously, it, it it's not a... It's, it's, this is one of those stories that just shows you the power of sports. Um, Pete passed away on March 8th after a long battle with cancer. Um, and one of those things, obviously, we all know that just a few days later, on uh, I think it was March 13th, North Carolina suspended their season. We don't know if North Carolina is going to pick it back up again. But Gabe went into that final game only needing 11 points to hit 400 for his career. And kind of as you'll hear Gabe had mentioned to Pete when he was a sophomore that, you know, 400 career points were, were within reach. Um, and it's one of those things, like he needed 11. Uh, spoilers, he got 13. So he finished his career um, with more than 400 career points. And it was one of those things, like he, he had, you know, dedicated that game to Pete. And it was one of those things, it was a very emotional night. And, you know, for me, it was, a, it was a story that hits pretty close to home because it was just more than a year ago. My dad passed away to cancer. And it's one of those things like when you hear stories like this of people and how they we kind of use sports to to help us and kind of figure out how to move on with life and how to do things. Um, this was a story that uh, I felt needed to be told. So um, we're going to stop hearing from me now. And for the rest of this episode, I'm going to sit with Gabe and we're going to kind of talk about how he got introduced to lacrosse and what this season's been been like, including, obviously, everything what's going on right now. So um, I hope you guys are all doing well. hope everybody's uh, keeping their spirits up, getting the wall ball in, keeping your workouts up um, as you're able to. And um, without further ado, here's my interview with Gabe. The first thing would be, you know, talk about Pete. And that's, you know, obviously that's that's a touchy subject for me. And my family, um, Pete was someone that, you know, my dad met through his work. Mm-hmm. They've known each other for over 20 years. And um, say it was third grade, I guess, that year. Um, sent my dad and I, you know, I played soccer and played flag football, you know, tried t-ball and 
you know, it really wasn't one of those sports. You know, you've seen kids, they'll pick up a sport and they immediately fall in love with it. And that's something they you know, stick with for a long time. And that's, that's their, what they go with. Yeah. Um, you know, coming from Eastern North Carolina, baseball is huge. Like it's the, it, the little league world series team, um, two years ago that was in the finals came from Greenville. So, um, ECU. I don't know how much how familiar you are with ECU, but um, I, I grew up in North Carolina, just outside of Raleigh. So <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. like you. Like uh, I, yeah. I, I grew up baseball and basketball. Those, those are the sports. My high school still doesn't offer lacrosse down there. So right. So um, coming from an area that's so popular with baseball, um, lacrosse was something that you know was very secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't even have known about it unless. Pete had sent me a six and me and my dad had thrown in the yard for months. And, you know, something that my dad had never, he grew up, he grew up in Kinston, you know, big basketball area, big basketball town. When yeah. he grew up, went to Kinston high school. Um, and there's, you know, that, that his background was basketball. And so, um, it was new to him just as it was new to me. And we spent months throwing in the front yard and backyard and I kept begging him and begging him to throw with me. And, it's just something that was so neat about it, um, and it was different. It was something that wasn't the norm and wasn't common, and um, that's what drew my attention to it immediately. Yeah. And then after my dad looked into it and started searching and you know studying more about it, because at the time we were just throwing, you didn't absolutely none of the rules or anything like that. So yeah. um, he kept searching for a place for me to go play, and we stumbled upon. Pitt County Youth Lacrosse, and at the time it was very new to Eastern North Carolina, and there was a conference that they had put together. Teams from Jacksonville and um, Newburn and Havelock areas, and um, that we would travel every weekend when I joined that team, and uh, we'd go to those towns and play a game, and then come home and maybe have two or three practices a week. Um, but that's, you know, that was, that was the roots of my lacrosse beginnings. And, um, then once we got through, I would say eighth grade year, we decided that, you know, after playing since third grade and we got to eighth grade, um, you know, college was something that I kind of wanted to pursue and Mm -hmm. look into and, um, started taking it more seriously. I spent hours, I mean, my dad and my mom will tell you, I've spent hours in the front yard. They bought me a rebounder. Uh, probably in sixth grade and I mm. wore the thing out until it broke and then I, they got another one but like I would take those you know youth games so serious during the week I'd spend hours shooting practicing in the front yard I'd tear up the grass I mean so to find more of a challenge and you know a growth of my IQ and abilities um, I decided to look at some of the teams in the Raleigh area and um we stumbled upon what was the Carolina Cannons at the time. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my first introduction to um, travel ball. And my first coaches there were Gene Bigu and Dan Levy. Um, Dan's wife is the uh, women's head coach at UNC. And so um, he played at UNC and uh, Gene Bigu went to Johns Hopkins. And I think he had some affiliation with the lacrosse team there. Um, but he coaches at Apex High School, and um, that was those were the two coaches that kind of introduced me. And from that point on, it was 
most rapid growth, I'd say, mm-hmm. over the course of four years. Yeah. Or three years, quite honestly. Um, they took me in, and to begin with, it was, it was very difficult and very challenging. Uh, obviously, the, the speed of the game was completely different, um, but I can't give enough credit to those two guys for, you know, putting putting me in a position to go compete and traveling all over. The, I got to experience, you know, tons of stuff. Yeah. Um, through that. Yeah. And, uh, but it all started with Pete. So, um, as I say, like he, he, so he got you your first stick, like how much, like, obviously it had to have been more than just giving the stick. Like how much did he kind of let you know, you know, what, what it was for? Cause I mean, I grew up down there. Like I didn't know what lacrosse was till I moved to Maryland after yeah. I was like 18. So <laughs> like, I'm sure it had to right. have been pretty foreign. No, like he sent my dad the stick. I mean, my dad, I can remember, you know, my dad, the first week of it, he was still trying to figure out what, it, uh, for the longest time, my dad was out there with a baseball glove <laughs> throwing, throwing with me until he got comfortable with, you know what I mean? Yeah, until he got yeah. comfortable with it. And, um, you know, that stick, it was the stick that he sent me. I, I wish I still had it, but it ended up breaking. And at the time we didn't know what kind of stick it was, but, uh, it was some old grind, lacrosse stick that had yeah. the traditional match in it still and it was probably from the early 90s late 80s like it was an old stick it wasn't <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like a new stick it was yeah. like we had no idea at that time yeah but um it that's that was kind of he sent it to us and he said hey you know let your kid try it see if he grabs onto it and you know if so yeah um did you or your dad looking. like kind of update him on your progress over the years like oh yeah like... absolutely he uh you know he uh, when i was in middle school i remember him driving up from georgia uh to come see my dad and you know that weekend we would have a lacrosse game and so he would come up and go and see the game and then um, he'd stay with us for a night and um you know he, he had my dad had buddies that went to syracuse as well mm-hmm. um and played at Syracuse and so he Pete was pretty well uh, he knew them pretty well and so he got to explain and you know that's where my dad and him kind of caught up or caught my dad up on the whole lacrosse thing and like what it was about um during those times and then going through high school and he would come to the tribal tournaments that were in his area events in Georgia um Charlotte area Uh, it's not very close but it's closer to him um because he lived in Athens so anything that was remotely south, he would come and see. Um, and, you know, my dad, especially, you know, the past year or so, um, you know, he obviously was battling some cancer. And when you look up to somebody, you know, they gave you so much. Um, yeah. The biggest thing you take away is, hey, how appreciative you are, how lucky you are to be able to be in an opportunity like this. And, um, you know, without that, that, I, I, they gave me guidance in life and many other facets, but um, the biggest thing is, you know, he gave me this, the game of lacrosse and he grew the game and by the simple act of kindness of sending me a stick. Um, and when somebody's battling cancer like that, you, 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 not much you can really do physically to help them. Yeah. And so, you know, in the past year, uh, when, you know, his health got worse and worse, um, you know, we were still talking to him regular on a regular basis. And, um, the only thing I knew that I could do, the controllable things that I could do were to, you know, play my heart out for him. 
Yeah. Because yeah, that's all I, I can't, I'm not a doctor. I can't physically go in there and do anything for him. Yeah. And I knew that that was something that he could look at. And because he always loved hearing about how I was doing or what I was doing or the accomplishments and stuff I was doing, you know, yeah. for me, it was play as hard as you can to get the most out of it. Especially this last year of high school. Um, I wanted to do everything I could in, in his honor. So yeah. that was that was the toughest thing was, you know, I, a week ago, you know, last Sunday is when he passed. Um, at halftime of the first game we had of the season, you know. Yeah. Dad pulled me to the side and they said that Pete was in the hospital. And so, you know, it was like a really mm. – it really, you know, that's that's a hard it's a hard thing to swallow, and it's you know, before that, I'd, you know, I'd put his initials on my helmet and everything, and just as a reminder to constantly stay focused on what you're doing, and you know, because that's I knew that's what he'd want me to do. Yeah, yeah, I can't even he imagine hearing that at halftime of a game like that had to that had to have been a pretty big pretty big blow. I mean, I, I know like I found out my dad was sick like on a day we the college had graduation and I think for me I just kinda almost was able to compartmentalize a little bit and get through my job and do what I had to do. So I had to believe it had to have been somewhat similar for you, I'd imagine. Yeah. Just kinda No, it it, it I mean, we knew that you know it, it was it was foreseeable. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't didn't catch us by surprise by any means, but you know, it's still it's never an easy thing to hear that. Yeah. Um spent the next few days in the hospital and my dad after that game, um, he drove down there immediately and, you know, went to see him in his last couple moments. Um, and I think he, he actually wrote, he had all, he brought him a crossball with him and wrote a message on him or on the ball and, uh, put it by his bedside. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, it comes full circle in a way, yeah. but it's never an easy thing to sit there and completely understand something that's out of your control. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was a big advocate for controlling what you could. Yeah, and it's kind of, um, I mean, kind of crazy to think that, 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 like you said, that little act of giving, you know, seven-year-old kid a, a lacrosse stick. I mean, now you're wearing a Lenore Ryan shirt. You'll be heading there, you know, this fall and yeah. playing lacrosse and um, but before, before we get to that, like, I know, um, you, you just crossed 400 career points. Like I don't have it in front of me, but I think you're one of like six players in North Carolina history right now to have, you know, been, uh, I might have that number wrong, but like be over 400 career points. So, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously the sport's yeah. still pretty young in North Carolina, but you also did it in, we're not, we're not going to say your final high school game. Cause I think I'd like to be right. you know, like to think that it's not, but you know, we're, you know, as if anybody knows, like pay remotely attention news like with the coronavirus seasons on hold like what was that last game like emotionally for you because i mean you had what 13 points to get there right um going into that game you know we did we were let's see going into that game i think i had 11 points i needed to get yeah um and then you know that we had heard stuff about the virus and you know Knowing that I was out of my control, I think the day before the game uh, was when we heard about the suspension. Yeah. And so knowing that, and, you know, I didn't want to leave it to chance. And it, that was something that was, you know, 
that was something that I wanted to achieve, and I told Pete that you know I was I was wanting to do that very badly, yeah, you know, for him. Um, and so for me, that was that was emotional. Mm-hmm. That week, you know, was emotional because I wanted to get it so bad for Pete. I want because I, I remember telling him, you know, after my first two years of high school, and it was obtainable. You know, that was something that he told me I should go shoot for, and yeah. Um, I wanted that so badly and I don't think don't think it really hit in until after in reality looking back on it it really hasn't sunk in yet that all came the way it did Mm -hmm. but going into that game you know my mentality was just to to get it done you know Uh, I didn't want to leave it up to chance I didn't want to I want to I'm staying optimistic about it but you know I didn't I didn't want to walk off that field not knowing if that was the last game I was going to play or not and yeah. having that way over my head for the next few months. Yeah. Um, so I just, I wanted, I wanted to get it done for Pete and, um, that was my mindset from the beginning of the year was just to play my absolute best. And I think, uh, at the end of that game, you know, walking off the field and you kind of look back, I took a moment and looked back at the field and kind of, how it is about it all. Yeah. Um, and you know, 400 was just, it was just, it's just a number, but you know, to me it was a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, cause I, you know, it was following through on your word and you know, it, it meant a lot more to me than just achieving some goal. Yeah. Um, I don't know how else to really explain that other than it, it gave me cause you know, throughout that week, you know, it wasn't the easiest week. Uh, you know, with Pete passing, and you know, it kind of gave me some type of something to hold on to, yeah, and something to look back on and uh, anchor me, yeah, in, in a stage where I was kind of emotional. So, yeah. makes total sense. I, I understand completely. Um, do you? Do you, I would say, do you remember much about the game? It was one of those games where it just kind of like, because obviously you can. You can say you're like, oh, I need 11, like I need to get it to get in this game. But you know, obviously the course of a game, you know, kind of dictates some of that too. Like what was it like, like right. your coaches and teammates, like what was their support like? Did they know? Well, uh, you know, that's something that, that I think my closest you know, friend group, um, like my best friend knew what I was going through. There's mm-hmm. um, some Williams, he knew what I was going through and he was our face-off guy. Uh, he's played lights out. I think he's, you know, he just got into the 300 club for career faceoffs mm-hmm. wins um, earlier that week, and you know, he he knew how much this would mean to me. Um, but I, you know, I didn't try to use it as a. I tried to keep it away from the team as much as I could, just because you know, when you're on the field, you're practicing, you're 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 worried about winning games. It doesn't yeah. matter how it gets done. Worried about winning. Um, you're worried about getting better at practices. So, you know, I wanted, I didn't want to have a distraction or anything like that, but I think my coaches knew, I think, you know, my, my closest friends knew. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I definitely had every bit of motivation you know, that I ever had, um, to go into that game. And I wouldn't say it was something that I willed to happen. I mean, I, I think kind of let the game came, come to me. Um, but I think I capitalized on my opportunities and I think throughout that week I'd, you know, spent multiple hours making sure that when I got those opportunities, 
um, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna not capitalize on them. Yeah. And so, um, with that, uh, it, 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 it was one of the games that you go into and you just kind of relax and it all comes to you and, um, you, you're not worried about it. You're just having fun. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, you, you put a lot of pressure on yourself and other games to do well or to meet your meet, you know, meet what you're capable of doing in that game. I, I, I don't ever remember going into it. I felt kind of like, okay, I'd love for this to happen, but yeah. I don't think by any means I sat there and forced it to happen or anything. I was just yeah. playing lacrosse. Yeah. It was like, it was the same feeling as like throwing in the backyard with your dad or yeah. going to, it was simple. It just seemed simple. And, yeah. um, yeah, I think anybody would tell you on the sideline, I had the biggest smile on my face the entire game. And, um, you know, it, it was a good week for us. Um, I think for us right now, we're four and one as a team. And, you know, this is one of the seasons that I felt like we've really had a lot of momentum for us behind mm-hmm. us. And, um, we've been playing great as a team. I think everybody's contributed everybody's done their job and I think, you know, our coaches have done an outstanding job of getting the most out of us every day and every game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that game, unlike the rest, it just seemed easy. Everybody was having fun mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Yeah. And, you know, it, like I said, it didn't really sink in like the gravity of it until after the fact. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, I, I think I think Pete would be proud, and I think you know I, I'm certainly at ease with everything and how it's all coming together. Yeah. Um, what do you think made it? That, you, you said it didn't sink in, and the gravity didn't kind of come in till till later. Like, what do you think made it kind of hit home? Well, I mean, well, first of all, you don't, you don't have to worry about school or anything at the moment, so <laughs> you got a lot of free time on your hands. Yeah. Um, a lot of sitting around and. Uh, you, you, you look, uh, I started reflecting, self-reflecting on, you know, this whole journey. Um, it's hard not to think about Pete's impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout the four years of high school and beyond that, when I was playing at the youth league or even when he sent me my first stick and I was throwing my dad in the front yard, like those things, um, you, you don't really get to reflect on them when you're in, you're worried about, the practices and the schoolwork and, you know, making sure you're doing the right things the right and life gets in the way. Yeah. Um, but to have an opportunity to kind of sit down and reflect on things, um, that's kind of when it put everything into perspective and, um, the gravity of it all kind of hit me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I know you obviously like, I'm sure you talked with your dad, but like if Pete were here, what would you have liked to have said to him, you know, after that game? Uh, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I'm thankful. Uh, obviously, I'm thankful for the opportunity and the gift of the sport of lacrosse because without it, you know, there's a lot of things I don't know what I'd be doing right now, quite honestly. Um, and I love them. And, uh, you know, and that's something that I think a lot of people take for granted on a day-to-day basis until you, until it's not there. So. Yeah. I think those are the two things that I would say. Um, 
I think that that pretty much sums it up, Gabe. Like I know this had to have been been tough, but I'm I'm thankful for you and your dad sharing the story. I'm sure you know it's. I, I think it's great that you know more people are going to know about Pete. And I mean, I think you yeah. said at the beginning, like it was something. It started with a stick, like it, not a big grand gesture. Like it's just something you know, someone right. passing along the sport that they loved onto the literally the next generation, and kind of you know you're gonna hopefully play a few more games in your high school career and then move on to college. Uh-huh. So, and then, you know, you got, it, it got you further. I mean, obviously you're playing lacrosse, you're a pretty good athlete, but you know, would you be playing baseball or anything like that at this point? Like, you know, beyond, beyond high school, clue, like it's, it's tough. That's, so yeah, it's funny how, you know, a little thing can alter the course of a life. 